6.04 on a Creed Tuesday. What's going on, everybody? Thank you very much for being here. Dustin Nielsen and Lieutenant Eric back from the city of Vancouver in vacation. Uh, LTE, how yeah. was it, buddy? Yeah, it was good. I got a little bit of a tan and uh, you know walked. Mm. That's what you do there is walk. How so. much walking did you do? I did a lot. I did, did a like, lot of uh, walking. Yeah, beat beat okay. all the records in your You know, you look on the phone and yeah, yeah. All the other days just, just slow so many bars records. And, whoop, and it goes right up. Yeah. So, well, congratulations on walking so far. Uh, I saw a picture of you and your wife by a big tree. Yeah, we saw a lot of big trees, a lot of weird, uh, a lot of weird plants, birds. I saw a, the, a heron. Oh yeah, yeah, a heron. Wow, just standing, standing there in the water. Yeah, that's cool. Did it, did it scare you at all? Were you no, intimidated by a the heron? No, there was okay. a photographer there trying to get like a, a moment, trying to get a picture of the heron. And I was like, look, a heron, and then I like ran into the water and it flew away. Oh man, kind of so, ruined it. So now the Pulitzer Prize will be. Weird man chases heron. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's no, pretty no good cut, too. No way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's pretty good. I like that. Well, welcome back, buddy. It's good. It was good to go away, but it's better to be back. And uh, I will be drafting tonight in our uh, Dunya four-man yeah. CFL fantasy league. You're fresh off a yeah. CFL fantasy draft. You know, I will say this, and you know, watching you guys do your league for almost a decade. As Awanik pointed out yesterday. Wanik said to me yesterday, oh, well, our league's been going for nine years. Like he's he's using the time now. Yeah, like, he's he's very much I I love it. This is mission accomplished for for me and the guys in the uh the Cavis Reed Fantasy Football League of Adult Things. We uh we did our draft last night. And I have to tell you, man, like I know the CFL does like weekly fantasy and stuff, but I don't know how like CFL.ca doesn't have an option where you can go and set up four man and six man leagues. Like people want to play season long. Like just just do it. So we did a draft last night, six of us. Um, it was good. We did it just in a WhatsApp chat. Took about two hours, 13 rounds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was really good. Where's my team? Yeah, may I see your team? I mean, yeah, yeah you I got my team. I got, I got, well, you know, I, uh, it's, it's, a unique, it's a unique draft. I mean, I guess this is what you guys have gone through every year. And now that we've got this, uh, this rival league going, uh, a few of us can experience this like you guys have. But uh, so here's, here's the, so I had first overall pick. And I ended up, I was thinking Zach Kolaris. I was just like, well, you know, the MLP back-to-back years. Revenge tour now. Like, yeah. he's, he's looking to get it. But then I was also curious. I was like, well, how far can I go in this draft without taking a quarterback to see, to see how it plays out, right? So what I ended up doing was with the first overall pick, the Norfolk Pirates were very proud to select Dalton Schoen. I took Dalton Schoen coming off just a sensational rookie season, 16 touchdowns last year. And by all accounts, he came into camp this year and is just torching everyone. Like, he's in incredible shape. A year familiar. Yeah. yeah. So I took Schoen. The first round went like this. I took Dalton Schoen. Zach Kolaris went second. And sorry, you were first overall? First overall, yeah. Yesterday, the experience randomly put six numbers in order. Randomly. And it ended up being first <laughs> overall for me. And Kevin, the commission, was drafting sixth. Oh, so I, yeah, you should have seen the text. That is, It's rigged. It's rigged. I didn't even tell Jeff what it was for. I was like, pick a number between one and six. Okay. Pick another one, pick another one. And it just worked out that way. So I took shown Kolaris <laughs> went second. Uh, Kevin, who we opened up CFL packs with at the brew house. Yeah. Took Kadeem Carey third. Eugene Lewis went fourth. Bo Levi Mitchell went fifth. And then uh, Malik Henry actually went sixth. To wrap up the uh, the first round, 
my team ended up looking like this, Lieutenant Eric. And you being a, a longtime well, CFL draft vet, tell me what you think. Remember, six-man league. Six-man league. Six-man league. Dalton Schoen, Keon Hatcher. I took Brady Oliveira for my Canadian spot. You got Hatcher, though, hey? I did get Hatcher. I love yeah. Hatcher this well, that's year. That's a good love couple Hatcher. receivers. So I started Schoen Hatcher. Then I went Brady Oliveira, who I plan on running in my Canadian spot. Good. But we can also flip a great ratio breaker, right? So, it's so much fun. It's, it's just another yeah. spice yeah. to the whole. Yeah. It, was, it was great. After I took Brady Oliveira, one of the guys slides in my DMs. He goes, great pick. I was considering because the ratio breaking. I was like, yeah. yes, ratio breaking. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, and then I took Lucky Whitehead and Reggie Bagleton back to back. So my receivers are Shone, Hatcher, Whitehead, and Bagleton. Which yeah, I, Bagleton, I'll just, the, the Whitehead, Shone, Hatcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But Bagleton had like almost 1,000 yards last year too. And with Jake Mayer, uh, I like Bagleton being more involved than maybe even Henry just because it's more short yardage stuff with Bagleton. So we'll see. Uh, then I was, I was like, okay, I got to get in on the quarterback game. Got to get in on the quarterback game at some point. And, uh, you know, in a six-man league, nine teams is going to be tough on quarterbacks. Yeah. But that being said, and uh, I can't wait to hear Commissioner Wanick's thoughts on this because we're like, oh, you know, what quarterbacks are we going to do? So what we've done is we changed the quarterback position into a super flex position. So on your on your week when your quarterback's got a buy, you can start a wide receiver or running back in that spot for that Ooh. one week. So it eliminates the ability to have to go and trade for a quarterback or something. So, uh, but I did decide to go. I went quarterback back to back at in the sixth and seventh round. I took Vernon Adams Jr. and Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris is going to throw for 4,000 yards because he throws for 4,000 yards every single season. So I what, t- what did everybody else pick? I just, I'm kind of curious as to that. Team, I'm really yeah, liking yeah, it. Like when, when I'm asking that question, it means I, I would no, like that. The problem is, is that because uh, I went heavy on wide receiver yeah. and then went back to back quarterbacks, my running back position a is a little weak. It's yeah. a little thin. I be, I can always throw Brady over there if I have to. Yeah. Uh, so I took the guy who's going to start at running back this week for the BC Lions, won the job coming out of camp. Taquan Mazzell. So I took Taquan Mazzell in the eighth round, and then I had to get my guy, Sean White, as my kicker in the ninth round. Finished it up with Canadian receiver Keandre Smith, who I think is going to be probably the second or third option for Bo Levi Mitchell. So it's a little bit of a flyer, but I needed another Canadian that I could flip into the Oliveira spot if I move him to running back. And then I took Frankie Hickson, because if Jamal Morrow goes down, I think Hickson could be a league mm-hmm. winner. And then I took the Ticats D, and then I took Reggie White Jr., who starts the year on the IR. So I'll put him on the IR and pick somebody up off of free agency. So interesting. What do you think? Do you like this? Uh, you like this team? I like where you're going there. I have to look at the league again. How mm. everything's kind of scored the points and everything like it's that. The exact same point system as your guys. Okay. Yeah. Like because Awanik shared the rules. Aside right? so, with that flex, except thing. the super flex spot. Okay. So that when your quarterback's on a bye, you can throw somebody else in there. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Well, this is good. It's it it's was good. really fun. Well, now it's got my man going in that direction. Now is preparing for the draft uh, this evening. Well, you, a, you know what I like, buddy, at a is that, lounge. So you can bring your team in tomorrow. We can compare a six-man team to a four-man team. Right. Yours should be stronger, I would think. But let's see how it plays out. I'm probably picking like second last. I know I made it to the final, so I don't. I'm not. I'm so not picking pick high. A third. I lost a fourth rounder, I think, in a trade last year. Where the quarterbacks go in your league? Well, probably pretty high because we don't have that flexing thing. Yeah, yeah. But you can but still you can, wait yeah, a little bit. You can bit. each have two, yeah. right? So, yes, you can. Right? So. Outside of the NFL, though, yeah, you're right. I mean, drafting in there, you can kind of wait around for a bit. Still, yeah. grab a bit. I was pumped to get. I got Vernon Adams Jr. in the end of the sixth round. As yours go on, sometimes you get a, a short yardage guy as your backup, and he'll he'll rush in about ten touchdowns. I like know. I mean, that's and that's that's uh, getting you points. 
if you have a quarterback in there and he's not throwing a two for two for three yards, but two or three rushing touchdowns, you're winning a week. I uh, I almost drafted uh, Tyrell Pigram just for that reason. Short yardage guy for the Bombers. Sean McGuire had 12 touchdowns two well, years ago. Dakota Prukoff, too. Yeah, is, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. They, of, call uh, him, uh, they call him Piggy T. That's his uh, name like that. The you're Piggy finding T. the, the you got, you got yeah. to love him. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, CFL fantasy. Got it's, you going. It's great, man. Like, love it. Like, guys, we got to get a hold of Randy Ambrosi here and be like, listen, dude, it can't take lots to set up. As you said, have both. The, the money week by week is a fun. It, dude, it's a different way fine. of doing it. Yes. But fantasy football south of the border started with season long leagues. Like that's that's what you have. The to rivalries. Do. It was the, great. The, the traditions, all of that. Yeah. Well, now we've got myself and five other guys who are more invested now than we were before. Even though we most, I mean, the guys who are in it are all CFL fans. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was really fun last night. Really fun. There's a few surprising picks. Cody Fajardo went with the first pick of the second round. And at that point, I was just like, well, I'm just going to sit back here and I'll take you. I was I was going to be fine taking Taylor Cornelius, but Cornelius went three picks. Before I got Vernon Adams Jr. and Trevor Harris. Interesting. Yeah. With that being said, if you look at the numbers, Cornelius rushed for over 500 yards and seven rushing touchdowns last year. So if you oh. can get anything going through the air, there's some valuable fantasy. Uh, yeah. You, you would think. It's just, I don't know. Again, everybody here in this market especially, I think there's a lot of that jury still out on yeah. Cornelius. But another year, another year wiser, another year older, and with the same system. I was going to take Cornelius in that 6-7 swing. Too but close when, to Ke- home. when Kevin took him, I was just like, oh, well, I'll just take Vernon Adams Jr., and you see Vernon Adams' final preseason tune-up? He went like 12 of 12 for 214 yards well, and three touchdowns. Blinded by the light. Uh, I mean, it's preseason, preseason, I right? I know, but still. Like, you got Sean White, that's an astute. You can have I had to, a friend I had to on the roster. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have a friend a on the fun, roster. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm excited for the season. And I'm excited to see the final results of your guys' draft tonight. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, that's going uh, to be a good one. Um uh, what? Oh, oh, yeah. This is a this is a big one. Uh, the Marlins last night. I see you're wearing your hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blue Jays. We'll get to Manoa in a second. Uh, but how about those Marlins last night? Nine six. Was it nine six? I th- when I looked, they were down. I gave up. I, I was just like, ah. Oh, in baseball, they say the smaller score first. So six nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Let's play ball. It's game day. Strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Keep hoping and dreaming that you will To start a Creed Tuesday. And if the Marlins could save all of their Monday wins for the summer months, I don't care. September, October, everybody's worried about the Oilers. They don't care about Marlins will soar. But in the summertime, that's when we need you. And they managed to step up and get it done last night. As for the Blue Jays, not the case. They lose 11-4. to 
Alejandro Kirk and Dalton Varsho hit solo bombs, but after a loss, we're not going to dive into it. But, uh, man, if they would have won that game last night, we could have got some nice work done today on that Varsho home run song. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a little bit of a buzzkill. Uh, Alec Manoa failed to get an out. He didn't fail to get out of the first inning. Seventh straight losing decision. Retired just one of the nine batters that he faced and allowed six runs, seven hits, and he walked one. Uh, of all the things, of all the storylines heading into this season, the last one I would have thought that we would have had from the Toronto Blue Jays is Alec Manoa completely falls apart and forgets how to pitch. Like that, if you would have listed off 20 possible storylines for the Blue Jays this upcoming season, the Alec Manoa completely falling apart storyline is uh, is not even on the list. That's what makes this so stunning here. Like this this is coming out of this is coming out of nowhere, nowhere. Complete opposite too is one of maybe you could argue the sure things <laughs> into a season. Yes. You know, you're looking at pitching, you're looking at, and on the other side of the coin, a guy like Kikuchi, well, in in his struggles last season, but. No, it's 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 beyond, and and you you would think now. I mean, you can't keep doing this, like you can't keep well, you putting him out something. there and, and having booed, and and I mean, it's just going to continue to get worse. I don't see getting. Well, he's going to wake up one morning. It's all going to miraculously change. Something's going to. They're going to have to do something, as in what AAA or whatever it is to kind of change the course here. I, yeah, I don't know what you do. Uh, I do know that after the first inning last night, I texted Keegan Matheson. I was like, dude. You got to come on the show tomorrow morning at 745 because we got to talk about what's going on with Manoa and what are you supposed to do with him. So Keegan's going to join us. Uh, let's lay out the show for you quickly here. Uh, we will get to the uh, Stanley Cup final, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Holy smokes. Taken into the Florida Panthers last night. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, the search for the sire. What's this right here? <laughs> the search for the that, sire. That's it, one region, right? It, no, that's it. <laughs> That's the whole That's thing. The now, we, I've only got 14 names. I didn't want to jam two more in here that totally didn't make sense. I was going to worry that you'd, you'd mistakenly find the sire while I was gone no. on the Friday and Monday. Just kind of stumble across some no. sort of a It'll be admission. the AM nasty who find the sire. <laughs> Every Tuesday for confessions, I'm a little worried when Jeff comes in and he might finally yeah. you know, level that one <laughs> confession. Turns out I actually uh, <laughs> I am her. I am her father. What? Uh, so we'll lay out the uh, search for the sire coming up here around 645 today. That'll be good. That's very much a six o'clocker thing. Uh, more of your text messages, too. Uh, we will have Craig Button just after 7 o'clock today. We will have uh, Keegan Matheson at 745 to figure out how the Blue Jays are going to fix Alec Manoa. Three questions too many. Kind of easy trivia. 8.30 today. It'll be a morning fan date. Uh, Ryan Rashog is at a golf tournament today, and I do not believe he will join us. Uh, 8.45 confessions. We'll see possible father of Renee. Uh, the experience pop by there. And uh, 9.05 today, Gager, too, I think is in the same golf tournament. And uh, he can't join us either. So huge negative shout out to Weiss Johnson. Weiss Johnson. Oh, 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 for taking two of our guys today and putting them in their golf tournament. It's a shame. Uh, I love when guys join you from the course. I know. You can ask them what they're shooting. What's the day like? What do you? What hole you had? And exactly. It's how just many, nice. How many bevies have you had? Yeah. You know, it's, all of us a chance to kind of live that life. It's a li- yeah, exactly. Right. Everybody's sitting at work. Yeah. All of our miserable jobs. And we're yeah. like, how's the golf course today? Having a great time, are you? You can hear a little laughing in the background. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice mood. So, on that. Yeah, everybody's so happy. Actually, from from the months of like April onward, I mean, you should be mandated to do your hits from a golf course. Everybody has to be. There. It sounds nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's a possibility. It certainly is. Uh, all right, Oilers fans, uh, let me let me throw this question at you as we get set to wrap up the segment quickly here. Uh, do you feel better or worse watching the Golden Knights uh, dismantle the Florida Panthers here 
in the Stanley Cup final? Do you feel better about it? Because, you know, you lost to the Stanley Cup champions again. Or do you feel worse? Because if it wasn't for a Yanmark high stick, it might be you there right now. Better or worse? What do you feel? Hit us up in the inbox at 10 12, 16. Weather brought to you by Josh Clausen, CTV News Edmonton. Mainly sunny for today with a high of just 23 this afternoon. Clear into the evening overnight, low of 11. We'll begin to warm up big time for Wednesday and the remainder of the week with highs in the high 20, low 30 range. And mainly sunny as well. Clear in 8 degrees at 620 with a look at your traffic. Here's Pauline Higgins. Thanks, Eric. Morning, Nasties. So far, so good out there on your Tuesday morning commute. Uh, overnight works wrapped up on 170th Street between 87th and 90th Ave. But crews will be there again tonight between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. Work on that pedestrian bridge continues. Uh, it sounds like they're installing it now. So 170th Street is going to be closed after 9 between 87th Ave and 90th Ave. It has reopened now here at 6 a.m. Sounds like there's also work along 170th Street in the northbound right turn lane onto Windermere Boulevard eastbound. It's closed for drainage work. You can still make right turns, but you have to do it from the intersection. So take extra caution if you plan on doing so. Tonight's Lotto Max jackpot is an estimated $70 million, plus an estimated 16 max millions. $70 million plus 16 max millions with Lotto Max? Must be legal age. I'll have you next update in minutes. This is Pauline Higgins with your TSN 1260 traffic. TSN 1260 Sports Center update starts now. Michael on it, try to help it up the boards. Stevenson steers it across. Marcheseau and he shoots. He scores! Marcheseau! Power play goal! 1-0 Golden Knights. Jonathan Marcheseau and Brett Howden each scored twice as the Golden Knights crushed the visiting Panthers 7-2. Grabbing a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals. Game 3 will go Thursday from sunrise. On the diamond, the Blue Jays' four-game win streak came to an end when the Astros jumped on struggling starter Alec Manoa for a six-run first inning on route to an 11-4 win in the opener of that four-game set. Rough night for Manoa. His seventh straight losing decision. He retired just one of the nine batters he faced, allowing six runs, seven hits with one walk. The series will resume later tonight. The Edmonton Riverhawks in action again tonight. They'll kick off a three-game series on the road. They'll play six more on the road before returning home to host Kamloops for the home opener Tuesday, June 13th. NBA Finals resume tomorrow from Miami with the Heat Nuggets even at a game apiece. And the Edmonton Stingers are back on the court Saturday night against the Ottawa Blackjacks. Sports Center update for Action Furnace. Not sure which ace unit is right for your home? Making home comfort a reality starts at actionfurnace.ca. Action Furnace, always be comfortable. I'm Lieutenant Eric. You're up to date. 628. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, tell your friends about the show. They might even like it when the Oilers aren't playing. Possibly even better. <laughs> We've had people text in at times and be like, man, I like your guys' show better when there is no Oilers. Which is, which is good news for like the three or four months of the year where there isn't. 
any Edmonton Oilers. With that being said, we're still talking Oilers pretty much every single day. And uh, that's the question I have for you today. Watching the Golden Knights dismantle the Panthers last night, 7-2 to victory. Are you feeling better knowing the Oilers lost to the Golden Knights? Or are you feeling worse knowing they lost to the Golden Knights? Two goals from Marcheseau. Howden had a couple. Amadio, Martinez, Roy, Wah. Eichel, a couple of us, he also got blown up. Man, Kachuk with a pretty clean hit on Eichel. Eichel looked like he was in pretty significant pain, but did return for the third period of the hockey game. So Oilers fans, what are you feeling right now? Are you feeling better or worse watching Vegas do what they're doing right now? This text is in from Collingwood Rob and says, I feel better. Can you imagine how angry Leon and Connor will be when Alex Petrangelo and Jack Eichel of Vegas lift the cup? Next year is our year for sure. That's in from Collingwood Rob, who wraps the text with a Goyle. Pretty excited about it. Jonathan is in. Says, guys, I saw this tweet by Big Head Hockey last night. 886 save percentage for Hellebuck. 877 for Jake Ottinger. 875 for Stuart Skinner. 826 for Sergei Bobrovsky. Vegas has taken it to opposing goalies, and I feel a bit better in retrospect. So there's an interesting way to look at it. Stuart Skinner had about the same numbers as Jake Ottinger, Connor Hellebuck, and better than Sergei Bobrovsky so far in this series. Lieutenant Eric, where would you come out on this? Like, if you were an Oilers fan, how would you feel about watching Vegas? There's always that sports thing. You want the champ to be the one that beat you. I know. And and they're, okay, maybe at the end of the day, you dust off your hands and say, well, if that's how it's supposed to be, then that's how it's supposed to be, and you're beaten by the best. Um, With this case, though, and I guess with this specific example of the Oilers and this fan base, you know, decades and decades of whatever, and then you have an expansion team six years in to make you to two cup finals. It could probably get a little frustrating depending on whatever narrative is. And yeah, they got you in the playoffs. But I, I do think too that Vegas, you know, the Oilers, we talk about a window for them. Vegas, this was a window closing too, maybe in a sense. And and they saw themselves as, you know, failing and failing and failing and, you know, two cup finals. Now that this this might be the time they get it. And they may be going out there and doing that. And so for an Oiler fan, I think into that texture as well, if they do go on and get their thing this year, the Vegas Golden Knights, well. It should go to show the Oilers, and maybe they will be mad. Maybe they will be pissed off. I don't think I don't think they'll really make them mad or anything such as that. But I do feel Vegas will will say, "Ha, huh, job accomplished, job done." You get rid of that out of the Pacific, out of the West. They may they may be a good team again. They may be posing uh, difficulties again. But they've done their thing, and I think that just gives a little more room in the West. You talk about the competitors. I mean, Colorado. Look what they did. They go and win the cup. It's a year. It's it's just. You fall off a bit. Yeah, injuries. Dynasties and, uh, just don't yeah. happen like they used to, right? With money and everything. So if Vegas want to get their flowers this season, and if they end up doing it, I think for Oilers fans, it does kind of open up a spot in the Western Conference. Now you have to go out and do the work. Um, but I think you can slice it anyway. You want to be beaten by the best, but at the same time, you're looking what they're doing to Florida. <laughs> and then if Bobrovsky's turning into a pumpkin now, he would have turned into a pumpkin when the Oilers are playing him in the final. And it would have been so you can you can kind of you can shave it each side. And each side is going to leave you a little bit frustrated, but probably you could find a little encouragement on both as well moving forward with this Oilers team. I I, th- I think the one thing, whether you're like oh, losing to the champs or not, if Vegas ends up winning the Stanley Cup, which it sure looks like they will, and with the way that this series has gone against Florida so far, and you look at how they matched up against Dallas and Winnipeg, 
I think you can make a case that the Edmonton Oilers were the biggest challenge for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, I think, I think the Oilers pushed them harder than Dallas. I think he pushed them harder than uh, Winnipeg. And it looks like they're going to push them harder than the Florida Panthers did. Who knows? Maybe the Panthers can come out, somehow come back and, and win four of the next five. But I think when it's all said and done this year, you look at the, the Vegas series against Edmonton and go, that was, their, that was their stiffest challenge for the Golden Knights to get by Edmonton was, was the big deal for them. Your so, Stanley Cup, in a sense. In, in that, that's, that was a big one. Yeah. That was a big one. Uh, this text is in and says, I hate the over-the-cap cheating Golden Knights. Second team in the last few years to be way over the cap. Stupid rules. Yeah, look, man. We know that. I understand where you're coming <laughs> from, and it's, it's, it's a bush. It's absolutely ridiculous. But the NHL didn't do anything about it with Tampa Bay, and they're not doing anything about it with Vegas, and they won't do anything about it moving forward either. So take advantage of it. So next year, <laughs> next year prior to the deadline, you put Evander Kane and Zach Hyman on the IR. You go out, you trade for $10 million in extra cap space, and then Kane and Hyman are activated to start the playoffs, and you go and win the Stanley Cup. It's just, it is, it is, it is ridiculous. But it is that, that, but it is that simple. Happen. It is that simple. Why? We, go do that then. And, and stop yeah, sitting or the NHL can just say you have to be cap compliant in the postseason. <laughs> there I mean, you go. That'd be more ideal. But hey, if, if it's they're not letting, a hard rule, if they're letting people get away with it, though, I, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and be like, oh, not fair. Well, <laughs> join in. Guys, two of the best hits of the playoffs last night Kachuk and then Barbashev with tens on the old Richter scale. That's the reason I still watch, even when the Oilers aren't there. Great to see Vegas trounce the Lucky Cats. Ten extra mil is so worth it. That Barbashev on Gudis there early on? Yeah, Bar- the- yeah, well, he had the reverse hit on Duclair yeah. as well. Duclair didn't like that. Timber Woodsman says, I guess the Oilers need to figure out a way to circumvent the cap next season. Yeah, well, they yeah. can do it, and nobody will say it. Like, nobody's really talking about it with Vegas. Eh? It's just like, oh, no. that's a great story. Look, like, if, if that's how the league wants to run yeah. itself, yeah, it's Bush. It's all those things, but join the party. I mean. Hey, guys, the Oilers lost to the NHL, not Vegas. Huh? Refs dictate the playoffs. Look how many last-minute penalties to try and send the game to overtime. Bush League. Goilers. If Vegas wins, it really starts to spell the narrative of the East being a stronger conference. With back-to-back Western champions, interesting way to uh, interesting way to look at it, guys. It seems like this was the year it was wide open, and the cup was there for the taking for the Oilers. This year will always be viewed as a huge missed opportunity to me. Unfortunately, that went in from Rip City Step this morning, and uh, yeah, very well, uh, very well could be. I mean, they had that series even with Vegas, and they. To me, they had the momentum in game five and then uh, let it slip away. But if you're not getting even really close or, or touching what you did last year, have you, have you really missed the opportunity? <laughs> like, did you hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Maybe the opportunity was there, but you didn't even bother reaching out and kind of grabbing it. Like, it didn't even really slip through your fingers in a sense. You make it to the conference final or the cup final. Damn. You know, but to not even get there now? Yeah. More teams are just going to have to do what Vegas and Tampa did. Quit complaining and join in. It's cheesy, but it's not cheating. More teams will do it going forward. Dave the Welder, you're not wrong. It's not cheating. I just think it's awful that the NHL doesn't stop this from happening. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a, it's something you can do now, so do it. I totally agree with you. But I also think it's just pathetic that the National Hockey League lets teams play significantly over the cap in the playoffs. What's the point of the cap at all? What's the point of it? Jasmine is in and says, do you guys have any viewership stats on the Stanley Cup Finals or even the NBA Finals? I'm just curious. And I haven't looked any of those up. Usually when they're phenomenal, they get tweeted out. Like the only league that ever gets ratings tweeted is the CFL for some reason. Um, I have a feeling it's I mean, it's probably, like a lot of people probably turned that game off last night. But yeah, I'm sure we'll see them pop up at uh, at some point. All right, your thoughts on uh, the Golden Knights uh, dismantling the Florida Panthers in game two of the series. Uh, Aiden Hill stops 29 of 31, 935 save percentage. Quite a story. And look, we talked about it yesterday on Two Guys and a Goalie. Subscribe today. New episode dropped yesterday. Aiden Hill, is, is, is Aiden Hill the best story of the playoffs? Like, I know the Florida Panthers had been, but Aiden Hill, was, he, was, he was the backup to Laurent Brassois who was only an option because their other goaltenders weren't healthy. I mean, if you were to depth chart the Golden Knights at the beginning of the year, Aiden Hill doesn't really factor in. And now here he is with a save percentage of 935 for the entire playoffs. Came into a series against the high-flying Edmonton Oilers and managed to beat them. And then has just locked it down ever since. I mean, he might not win the con Smythe, but I don't think there's a better story in the playoffs than Aiden Hill. Yeah. Backstopping the Golden Knights. And and we all remember what Brassois was looking like early on in that series, right? And that could be that that Aiden Hill is 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 the factor. Maybe the Oilers didn't get a chance to reach out and grab that opportunity opportunity missed. He came into that game when Brassois got hurt. And I thought he just put up a stellar night. Now the, the next game, it was oh, get at Hill and make sure that, that doesn't. Yeah, but right after they, that game, you're like, uh oh. That's just yeah. it. And I don't think the Oilers, you know, in the sense that I mean, you could always do more, but Really could have gotten his kitchen a lot more in that that first official game for him starting, as opposed to coming in a relief. But that that relief appearance, you could kind of tell, like, yeah, the guy's feeling it, and he hasn't lost that that feel since. Really, hell of a story. Uh, your thoughts on that as well to the uh, James H. Brown inbox at ten twelve sixty. If you need a conch this morning, hit us up as well. We'll get to a few conch requests before seven o'clock. We are trying to find out exactly who is the father of one Renee. A long-time fan favorite on the Nielsen Show. I've got the search for the sire sitting right in front of me. 14 possible fathers in a single elimination tournament that begins tomorrow. Voted on by you and only you here listening to the show via text vote. And it's a a nice-looking bracket, I'm not going to lie. We're going to lay this out for you coming up before 7. Weather brought to you by Josh Clausen, CTV News Edmonton. Mainly sunny throughout the week. A high of 23 for this afternoon. It'll remain clear overnight with a low of 11. And begin to warm up for Wednesday and the remainder of the week with highs in the high 20s. 28 for a high Wednesday and approaching 30 for the weekend. Clear at 8 degrees at 640. Weather and traffic for Green Drop. Love your yard with our new and improved lawn care programs. Green Drop, where more than just lawn care, visit greendrop.com. With a look at your traffic, here's Pauline Higgins. Still seeing free-flowing volume on all your major routes. Uh, There is some work scheduled today until the 13th on Grote Road between south of 115th Ave and 114th Ave. Southbound lanes will be reduced to one lane and eastbound 114th Ave also reduced to just one lane. Expect that to start later this morning and then watch for crews there for about a week. 
Tonight's Lotto Max jackpot is an estimated $70 million, plus an estimated 16 max millions. $70 million plus 16 max millions with Lotto Max? Must be legal age. I'll have your next update in minutes. It's Pauline Higgins with your TSN 1260 trap. TSN 1260 Sports Center Update starts now. And a pass across to flex away into the corner. Taken at the goal line. Barbashev to the left. Martinez shoots. He scores! Alec Martinez. 2-0 Golden Knights. Two minutes to go first period. Golden Knights crushing the Panthers 7-2. They now lead the Stanley Cup Finals two games to none. Game three Thursday from Sunrise. The Blue Jays' four-game win streak came to an end. Astros jumping on struggling starter Alec Manoa for a six-run first inning on way to an 11-4 victory in the opener of that four-game set. Alec Manoa failing to get out of the opening inning in his seventh straight losing decision, retiring just one of the nine batters he faced. He allowed six runs, seven hits, and walked one game two of the four-game set. We'll go later tonight. After dropping all three games in the season opening series in Bellingham, the Edmonton Riverhawks remain on the road and visit the Ridgefield Raptors. They got a three-game series later tonight. The Edmonton Elks will continue practicing this week, getting ready for the season and home opener June 11th. This Sunday at home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders kick off at 5 o'clock. The NBA Finals will resume tomorrow from Miami with the Heat Nuggets even at a game apiece. Well, the Stingers as well waiting to get back on the court. They're in action Saturday night at home to the Ottawa Blackjacks. Sports Center update for Action Furnace, where repairs are always fixed right or it's free. We guarantee actionfurnace.ca. I'm Lieutenant Eric. You're up to date. Dustin Nielsen and Lieutenant Eric with you. Hey, thanks for the Luke Combs tickets, boys. I think I sat beside Matthew Awanek's sister. Of all the people that got tickets from you guys, we're in one row. She randomly asked me who my favorite person on 1260 was and if it was Maddie. I rolled my eyes, called him a wiener, and she got super pissy. Ha, ha, ha. So uh, I, I oh. love how they're all in one, like we're giving away yeah. tickets and everybody's kind of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, he, well, he doesn't have a sister. Wannick doesn't have a sister. Not, not that I know of. Yeah, I, I mean, he, would he have a sister-in-law? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Wannick doesn't have a sister. Even that text, I was like, what do I not know here? I, yeah. <laughs> my, 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 <laughs> I didn't even know we gave away Luke Combs tickets. That's <laughs> Surprise! Uh, <laughs> that sounds absolutely amazing. It, it really loud, does. Yeah. yeah, it really does. Uh, let's get to a contra quest today, guys. Uh, I like this one. Morning, boys. Today is my last day of a three-week stretch working in the patch out by Star Alberta. I'd love a conch to celebrate my Friday. Love the show. Cheers. Stoned Stony from Stony. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Love it. That sounds about right this morning. Uh, all right. It is the search for the sire. Voting will begin tomorrow as we want you, the AM Nasties, to determine who, in fact, is the father of Renee. A conversation that started last week when Gager suggested that Renee kind of sounds like the moose a little bit and maybe the moose is her father. And we thought, oh, interesting storyline. And we thought, well, who else could be her father? And then a bunch of names kept popping up. We're like, well, we'll have a vote tomorrow for four of these names. And then, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's, our, it's, a, it's the AM Nasty and you know, a bracket was born. A bracket that'll just be here in the month of June. Quick little one. 14, 14 possible fathers have been added onto this bracket, added into this list. And you will vote over the next month to determine who, in fact, is the father of Renee. And then 
the the paternity test will be revealed at the AM Nasty Summer Bash on July 28th out of the St. Albert Rugby Club. This is a great process. I do like how we get to the end. We kind of struggle with like, and and when you're at the end of the bracket, you're the only name there. You you don't really win. You you just get the you get a bunch of back payments that you have to give her. Like what's the like? There's a bit of a there's a bit of a bragging point to it. There's a bit of a uh, yeah, yeah. oh no, it's me. There's a bit of a like this is a this is a bracket unlike any other really for summers. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually we do a bracket, we crown a champ, a winner, and they get to brag, and it's it's you've won, you've won the bracket, you won. This I don't know what this means. There's a lot more really, responsibility coming. We're learning. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out a lot of hard truths during this bracket. But uh, boy, oh boy, we put together 14 names. Thought about going 16, but we just there there weren't two more that jumped off the page. And I was like, ah, what's the point of having two watered down spots, like two sacrificial lands for Rick Pinter and and Dick Venerette? So <laughs> Venerette and Pinter do have a bye to the second round. It just makes sense. Yeah. Right, so Dick Venerette will have a buy into the second round, as will Rick Pinter. Here are your matchups on the Venerette side. This will be the uh, the other six guys who could possibly be the father of Renee. Matchup number one, which we'll get into tomorrow, the Goose versus Gibby. All right, so tomorrow you guys can determine who would have a better case for being the father of Renee. So tomorrow's matchup will be the Goose versus Gibby. Uh, the following day, it'll be Low Tide versus Filthy Bruce. And then to wrap up that side of the bracket, The Moose versus, hello, I'm your daddy, Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong versus The Moose is a uh, strong, strong first-round matchup. So that's one side of the search for the sire, as it has been dubbed. On the other side, you'll have Pinter waiting in the second round for the winner of time-traveling Jeff Walker. And Ruben Barante, a.k.a. Robin Brownlee. Bob the Goat, rest in peace, was drawing a picture of Renee when he passed away. Bob the Goat versus Eric Macromala, a very successful traveling lawyer, planting his wild seeds all over North America for three decades. And then the final matchup will be Will Fraser, Versus Fergie's prostate. Oh, huge what first round matchup. Oh. Huge first round matchup. That is how we will wrap up round number one. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the search for the sire. Because I like to find my daddy. The Goose versus Gibby. Low Tide versus Filthy Bruce. Jack Armstrong versus the Moose. Barante Brownlee versus time traveling Jeff Walker. Bob the Goat versus Macromala, Fraze versus Fergie's Prostate, with Dick Venerette and Rick Pinter waiting, waiting in the second round. <laughs> I like how they get the bye. They may not make it out of that round. Like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, this is this is a bracket unlike any other, and I'm so looking forward to getting into it because I really, you you can't, how do you, the other bracket you can say, oh, yeah, I think this guy's probably got, the, uh-huh. you know, or this this movie or this scene or whatever is probably going to carry you. What are we even thinking here? I, I, like, like, for example, tomorrow's matchup, the Goose or Gibby. Who would make a better father for Renee? And why? I know. Like, that's the, that's the, the best <laughs> part of here is going to be why. Right? You'll be able to vote. You'll be able to tell us why. It'll all be done by a text vote. We won't take this to Twitter because too many people will be like, what the hell is going on? So this is a vote that will start every day with you, the 6 o'clockers. And, uh, and then we'll move along from there. I'm saying you know, Gibby already has too much class to even be considered. Yeah, this text says, no way a man as classy as Gibby. Whereas Tom Ford Cologne can be Renee's father. But this would have been young Gibby, right? When he's still would have been a little bit younger. So he would have been 
wild and crazy yeah giving. yeah and one of the things that you have to take into consideration the logistics of this whole thing and why is Macromala going to quietly become a fan favorite in this tournament? He has to win, doesn't he? Yeah, well, that, 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 but Macromala would have had to have Renee like when he was like 19, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, will there be cigars at the bash for the new dad? That's interesting. When we announce, look, I'll say this. If you want to bring cigars, you can smoke them when we, uh, when we announce who the father is. I can roll them if you want. A nice, a nice good old cigar out on the, uh, the patio, out on the nice three-level deck. At the rugby club. Somebody has to have a humidor they can bring. Hey, is that what mm -hmm. it is? Hey, guys, just a thought for a bracket sounder. The Arnie line. Who is your daddy? That's from Vance Van Vanderman this morning. I wonder if we uh, somehow develop a song for the uh, search for the sire. Any suggestions to the inbox at 101260? It'd be nice to come in and be like, all right, it's time to dive into the search for the sire. Boom. Song. Pat is in. It says, time-traveling Jeff Walker just makes sense. RCN is in. It says, Fraser versus Fergie's prostate, otherwise known as Tampa versus Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. There you go. That's yeah, no, it. No playing around. No playing no around. No playing around. Yeah. These are the 14 individuals involved in the search for the sire. Who will you, not Eric and I, no. who will you vote as the father of the lovely Renee? And what Bob Seger's song should we cover for the uh, <laughs> yeah. voting starts tomorrow? And if you do have any uh, thoughts for a song leading into the search for the sire, 10, 12, 60. Guys, who is Renee's mom? We yes. talked about Renee's mom. Roberta Ann Montgomery. Jags fan. It's not even a discussion. There's no bracket needed. I mean, look at the striking resemblance. It's done. You can, you can see it. Yeah, we're looking for the guy who took yeah. Roberta Ann out for an evening. Back to the beach house for some fun. Uh, all right. On the way, uh, Craig Button. We've got Elks tickets we're going to give away. A little four-pack for the upcoming weekend. And uh, we're going to dive into what do you do with Alec Manoa. And to do that, we'll have Keegan Matheson, who covers the Blue Jays for MLB.com. He'll be by around 745. The search for the sire begins tomorrow. Weather brought to you by Josh Clausen, CTV News Edmonton. Mainly sunny for today with a high of 23 degrees. It'll remain clear into the evening, overnight low of 11. Really warming up for Wednesday. We can expect daytime highs near 30 degrees for Wednesday and the remainder of the week. 9 degrees and sunshine at 656 with a look at your traffic. Here's Pauline Higgins. Looks like work is scheduled on 112th Street between Castle Downs Road and 167th Ave. It's closed 112th Street until the end of July, so you'll have to take an alternative like 97th Street, 153rd Ave, or 127th Street. Need to fix your broken windshield? Visit speedyglass.ca, get your quote, select your time and service center. It's that easy. Book your appointment at speedyglass.ca. Live your next update in minutes is Pauline Higgins with your TSN 1260 traffic.